Welcome to the Darwin's Medicine Podcast. My name is Brian Smith. In this series, my aim is to give you insights into how the biomedical industry, including pharma, medtech and related sectors, is changing. Mostly, I'll be looking at the industry through the lens of Darwinian evolution, because that's the best science we have for understanding the complex adaptive system that is our industry. But I'll also wander into other areas of management science if I think they offer a useful way of thinking about the issues that biomedical companies face. To respect your time, this podcast will be short, less than 10 minutes usually. But if you have a curious mind and you want to know more, then have a look in the show notes where there are links to more content, both written and video. Or if you want to discuss the evolution of your own company's business models and strategies, then send me an email at the address in the show notes. I'd love to hear how you see our market. Now, I know your time is precious, so let's get into the podcast. I've recently been busy with a series of online masterclasses about how to create marketing strategy in biomedical markets. I really enjoy doing them because it gives me a chance to talk about real world issues to the people who work on the front line. If you want to see what we covered in those masterclasses, please check out the link in the show notes. But at one of the most recent masterclasses, after I'd used a metaphor to talk about how human beings evolved, I was asked what I thought was the biggest single lesson that biomedical companies could learn from biological evolution. That's a hard question, not because I don't have an answer, but because it forces me to choose between many possible answers. To be honest, any answer I might give could be any one of 20 important lessons, and the one I pick depends upon what real-world issue is at the top of my mind at that minute. In this case, for example, I just had another conversation with an ambitious senior leader who wanted to, in his words, make a giant leap forward with his business. And with that conversation in mind, the evolutionary lesson I picked reflected what I'd learned about companies making giant transformative leaps. As ever, let me wander around the science a bit on my way to what I think is a very important practical issue. In the years soon after Darwin published his ideas, one of the most common arguments against Darwinian evolution was that incremental changes caused by genetic mutations can't possibly explain the emergence of new species. The argument went that A tiny change in, for example, colouring or speed doesn't make enough difference in survivability for the new variant to outcompete with the existing population. By this argument, evolution only works if big leaps occur from one generation to the next. Now, as is the way with scientists, there were years of intellectual trench warfare about this, but eventually the big leap camp and the gradualists made a truce and agree that most evolution occurs very gradually, but big leaps happen and are exceptional. This position is supported by computer modelling, which shows how even the smallest of survival advantages can cause quite rapid shifts in population genetics. But the question is, does the same observation hold true in the evolution of business models? Now, the business press and airport bookshops are all love-struck with a few rare examples of giant leaps like Amazon and Zara. But these days, almost every little change in business practice is dubbed disruptive, and even when it is, more often than not, an abuse of Clayton Christensen's ideas. 
So if you look more closely, you'll see that more sustained business success is the aggregation of many small changes that collectively have a bigger impact than you might expect. In the financial services industry, for example, weaving a small advantageous position from publicly available information is called a white edge, as distinct from the black edge of insider trading. In any industry, it's the white edges rather than the big leaps that account for most of the sustainable growth of the most successful business models. These advances are characterised by massive amounts of low visibility but detailed hard work. So these little steps don't make such exciting headlines or book covers, but they describe the reality of business success much better than those high profile cases. As I research the success of business models in biomedical markets, I can see emerging examples of white edges being won and lost. What I find fascinating is that these examples are scattered all over the value chain in both obvious and less obvious places. The most obvious examples are in the use of data analytics in commercial functions. Companies like Eversana, for example, are working with biomedical companies to find the white edges in information about patients and professionals. Less written about are edges in the supply chain, which companies like Alteryx are aiming for. Now, both companies' marketing material makes it sound like they enable giant evolutionary steps. In reality, the more prosaic truth is that these companies help their clients do the nitty gritty grunt work. And that's what it takes to create those small but valuable improvements in business effectiveness. What Eversona and Alteryx and similar companies do is often the transplantation of ideas from other industries whose challenges are similar to pharma and their tech. Now, I'm sure that they tailor their approach to the life sciences, but they also lean heavily on lessons from other sectors. But as someone who focuses on our industry, I'm even more interested in companies who enable white edges in parts of the value chain that are uniquely biomedical. A good example of this is what Collarbon are doing in the area of regulatory affairs. The complex and fragmentary nature of the regulatory approval system is one of the characteristics of pharma and medtech, and faster, better regulatory approval is a uniquely biomedical place to create competitive edges. So it's fascinating to see how firms like Collarbon are helping companies weave advantage out of what historically has been seen as a cost centre rather than a source of competitiveness. The idea that both biological and business advantage comes mostly from small edges rather than big leaps is very important to how we run our businesses. It doesn't mean that we shouldn't be ambitious, the big leaps can still matter, but it does mean that we should embrace those small advantages that come slowly from hard work. It's those small, unglamorous edges that may be hard and perhaps a little boring to find, but they make a big difference. And that's the biggest lesson that biology has for business. Thanks for listening to the Darwin's Medicine Podcast. If you enjoyed it, and I hope you did, then please subscribe or leave a review or share it with your network on LinkedIn. And if you have any comments or questions, then I'll be delighted to hear from you. Just email me at the address in the show notes. I'll see you next time. Thank you.